What's going on guys? Welcome to People Playing Games. I'm your host Mike Andronico and joining me today is a videographer extraordinaire, someone who has captured some of the most incredible moments in competitive gaming on video and even made a film about the fighting game community. Someone I've known for a very long time and an all-around cool guy, Esteban Martinez. How are you doing, man? Good. I think that's the first time I've ever been called an extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, I like I like to hype things up. I like to add some excitement. But you know, you have. It seems like, especially lately, you've seemed like you've been all over the place uh, capturing stuff. Yeah, this is my first week in like two to three months. Where I've actually been home and don't have anything booked, so it's kind of weird. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Just kind of twiddling your thumbs. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, so so let's talk about some of that stuff. What are uh, some projects you've been involved in lately? Uh, most recently, I guess the, the biggest projects I've been doing right now have been uh, the Tekken World Tour recaps. Um, so I've been following some of the stops on the Tekken Tour uh, this year, Tekken World Tour this year, uh, and doing small little like five to seven minute video documentaries of the you know what's happening at the event. The story of the event. Uh, we just did one a month or so ago for the finals, which is really awesome. It's a good, good uh, look at what happened there and a really cool win by Qdons. Um, I just got back last two weeks ago from Capcom Cup, did video there, um, helped video with the production of the event there. So um, whatever rollout stuff you start towards the end of it, it was a lot of my stuff and another person uh, named uh, uh, Ryan Kazmer, I think, also uh, uh, helped out as well. So we did that, and then uh, I just recently joined up with the folks at Noclip to be doing some of their stuff as well. That was last week, and uh, that's going to be looking like a good 2018. Yeah, uh, I was, and I'm I'm really glad I caught you when I did because uh, I think that was just announced last week. Your your partnership mm -hmm. with Noclip. Um, so how'd that come about? How'd you end up linking up with Daniel Dwyer and those guys? Um, I've been a fan of Danny's for for a little bit now. Not didn't really know much about him. I just knew him because I follow like Giant Bomb and stuff like that. So I knew of uh, of him as someone on that show. Um, and then he started the no clip stuff when he left Game. Uh, I always say Game Stop and it's Game Spot. It's oh, it happens all the time. Yeah. I think everybody does that. Um, so I was a patron of his and I was I was following his stuff and I really liked his stuff. And then he made a. He made a behind the scenes or like a Patreon video saying that he was moving to Maryland. So I used to live in the Bay Area and now he's moving to Maryland. And I was like, OK, I live pretty close to Maryland. I think I'm pretty good at what I do. Uh, let's just take a shot in the dark. So I was sitting in the um, what airport was it? I think it was SFO or something coming back from a recent trip. And I went into my Patreon message system and I messaged him. I was like, hey, I'm from Philadelphia. I hear you're coming to Maryland. I'd love to like, you know help you out if you need any help or stuff like that and so that started a discussion that was like maybe like a couple like a month or so like kind of on and off talk um about what i could do and what i did and and what i could help and then you know it culminated in last week with me driving down to maryland and working in studio shooting a bunch of stuff uh for his upcoming doc he's got a horizon doc dropping tomorrow yeah um shooting some behind the scenes stuff for him for patreon stuff and and we're gonna you know we're gonna see where it goes but it looks like uh it looks pretty good so far Awesome. Well, super excited to see uh, what you end up doing over there. So we're definitely going to talk a lot about your history with making video and all the awesome projects you work on. But I want to kind of start at the beginning, get your origins as a gamer. So what's the first game you ever played? Uh, first game I ever played was Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, my mom was very big into gaming. Uh, she used to go to arcades and stuff. I play a lot of Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, um, Pong, Galaga, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I, she was the one who got me all of my systems growing up. So she got me my Nintendo, my Super Nintendo, all that stuff. Um, but the first game I remember playing was the, remember even owning was the Nintendo version of Super Mario Brothers slash Duck Hunt. So I would play those two games a lot. 
Um, and I grew up in Brooklyn in like, you know, early 90s. So like there are arcade games all over the place. There are like arcade games inside the bodegas, arcade games in video stores, pinball machines everywhere and stuff like that. So arcade culture was pretty big into it. And that's where uh, I, I started to run into fighting games like Street Fighter and Fatal Fury, um, which which kind of set the, the tone for, for what I'm doing now. Awesome. So yeah, let's let's jump right into that then. So when did it when did it first hit you that uh or rather, you know, when did you first become interested in making video? Uh it's a good question. I think it was it was um when I got my first computer in nine I, I had computers, but like I didn't have a real computer till like November or December of ninety nine when we moved to Jersey because we used to live in Brooklyn, so we moved to Jersey we got a nice place, um, and then we got a computer, uh, mostly because of me, because I was like, we, we need, like, technology. <laughs> like, I was, like, the tech head in the house, and, you know, my brother was too young to understand it, and my mom was, like, it was, like, out of her realm of, of, of understanding as well. So I was the one who was very adamant in getting a computer, getting hooked us, uh, hooked us up to the Internet and stuff like that. Um, and I got an e-machine. It was, like, it's a terrible e-machine. It had Windows ME on it. It was awful. Um, but it had a uh, Windows Movie Maker. And once we got the internet and once we, you know, I started kind of going around on message boards and stuff like that, I found like, you know, um, I was very big into uh, anime and I found like anime music videos. And I was like, oh, yes. this, is re- this is really cool. How do you make this? And so I looked into how to making it and, and then I started making my own with Windows Movie Maker. Linkin Park, Dragon Ball Z all day. Yeah, pretty much. It was like those. <laughs> it was like Three Doors Down's Kryptonite. Uh, it, was, it was like, you know, the quintessential hits. Of, oh, yeah. Like, things like that. Um, so, you know, I started cutting video. That's how I learned. So I, I cut anime music videos and stuff like that. And then I would like go to a friend's house and they would like actually like watch me cut them and stuff like that because they were like fascinated with how I was making this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, kind of that whole idea of like getting video, cutting it up, remixing it, putting it back out. Though I don't really, I didn't really put much of my stuff out there. Um, but then I went to a community college, went to Brookdale Community College, um, and I started learning how to use cameras and actually shoot video there. And like we learned on DB tape and Avid. Um, Avid is still being used today and stuff like that, but DB tapes are not, thankfully, because DB tapes are awful. <laughs> I used to have entire projects to get like eating up by the the tape reader. Oh no. Um, but uh, you know, I learned how to do that stuff there, and then uh, moved over to the college in New Jersey where I studied interactive multimedia, and they didn't really have a video program there. Um, I was like the one video kid in a sea of like programmers and like web designers and stuff like that. So I remember being the one having to fight for like video equipment in their equipment cage and I was the only one who was renting it and I was the only one shooting stuff but uh that eventually led to um you know I kept making all these projects in college and all this kind of stuff and then it eventually led to buying my first DSLR a couple of years ago I think around 2013 or so it was like a, a Canon T2i bought it from a friend and I just took it to a fighting game event one day so I always kept my eyes on the fighting game scene mm-hmm but I was busy with school, could never go. So I remember just going for the first time, playing a couple of events and going, oh, why is nobody like interviewing any of these people? Like they interview the same five guys. Let's go interview like who runs the tournament and like who runs the brackets and stuff like that. And that's that's kind of where um, the cross section between me learning video and learning how to edit, learning how to shoot it and also uh, being part of the fighting game community kind of started. So that that's what led to the creation of your YouTube channel, Hold Back to Block. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you kind of talk a little bit about starting that up and how that's evolved over the years and led to the stuff you're doing now? Uh, so yeah, that was a, that was um, 
you know, I think it was ECT4, I think it was the first one, um, where uh, I grabbed the camera and was like, all right, let's go do this. And I had a friend. Uh, I was like, hey, do you mind if you want to, like, ask a couple questions? And, and my friend Sean was like, yeah, sure. And we got to the event and he kind of got cold feet and then kind of, like, <laughs> didn't want to do it. So I was like, all right, uh, well, I've got Mike Ross standing here, so let me just point a camera at him and ask him questions. And, like, the audio is horrible and stuff like that. But, like, it was the first foray into into doing that. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was something I felt was important. And, you know, I it, Hold Back the Block originally started in college as, like, a video game review site. Like, it was just a really cool name, I thought. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Let's write video game reviews. Um, and and it, it turned into me being the only one writing reviews, and nobody was really into it. So I, I took that site, and I was like, all right, now I'm going to go do the fighting game stuff. And so I went to ECT, and I did uh, first couple interviews with, um, I think it was Mike Ross, Gamer B, L.I. Joe, uh, and, and Sonic Fox, who is still going by his full name, Dominic McLean. Oh, man, uh, yeah. So, like, and they actually, and the, the cool part is if you watch the uh, the most recent Injustice uh, E-League, they use that interview in their, like, feature piece of, of, like, he's watching it, and he's like, wow, this is, like, when I was a little kid. Yes, yeah, so, like, I remember the, that. So th- that was like a really cool, like full circle kind of thing. Like, oh look, this thing I shot in like, uh, in um, a Morristown hotel uh, hallway is now on like a national TV. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what started. It was like this. Uh, it, it, I like to see how things work and see how things tick. So seeing like all these events get put on for these games, I really like. I want to know how it happens and stuff like that. So so as much as I focus on players. Um, because I'm really curious about their mindset when they play and, and, and what's going on, what, what are they thinking about. Uh, I also put a focus on not just the players. Like, you know, I saw a lot of outlets doing that. Like, they're focusing a lot on the players and what they do and, and like, the origins of esports and the FTC and all that kind of stuff. But, like, I really wanted to go behind the scenes and, and, and interview people who are, like, not only players but also tournament organizers and also other media people, too, just to kind of – you know, kind of get. I wanted somebody to be able to sit down and watch uh, anybody to be able to sit down and watch, whether they're in the scene or not, and get a feeling of what's going on and be able to understand what's going on at all times. Awesome, and definitely think you you accomplished that, and that kind of culminated in FGC film, uh, which <laughs> was kind of a feature length documentary made about the fighting game community. Um, so, when did the idea for that project first come about, and and how long was the process of actually making it? So it's about. It started like two two years earlier. Again, like it, it's like there's a similar um, pattern with my products where it starts out with a group of people and then a bunch of people fall out and then it's me who has to kind of carry it forward or, or decides to carry it forward. Um, so it started like years ago. A couple of friends of mine were thinking about doing a documentary and we had a bunch of notes, stuff like that. Um, but they got busy with other stuff or they, they lost interest. And uh, I had always been interested in seeing like, you know, what can I do? Like, what what are the limits or how far can I take um, what I'm doing? And, you know, I was watching a couple other docs come out, like uh, a couple other fighting game docs, stuff like that. And I wasn't kind of satisfied with what they were showing. Like, they all kind of followed the same flow of, like, all right, we're going to intro, like, big intro scene. And then, like, we're going to talk about Street Fighter specifically and spend, like, 15 to 20 minutes explaining to you how it works. And then we're going to go to Evo <laughs> and all this kind of – and it was, like, the same – kind of like formula over and over again and i was like well i want to kind of do something differently um and and so that's what that project started to to kind of 
formulate into or it's like well how can i do things differently we're like i still want to have like you know i want to show the scene but not just street fighter i want to show that there are multiple genres to these games um who operate on the same principles of like you're playing another person and trying to defeat their life bar or in the case of smash trying to knock them off the 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 edges of the stage but i also want to focus on like my my favorite games, which are like the anime games, those are the games I really kind of like grew into and learned about the scene the most and stuff like that. So that was kind of like the main objectives. And then the biggest objective of all was kind of going back to the whole bag to block stuff. It was I want this to be something like my grandma could watch and understand and really enjoy or or anybody could really kind of sit down and really dig it. So it was trying to create that gateway um, gateway movie into the scene that people could watch. It's not too long. It's enjoyable to watch. It doesn't bog people down with like terminology and, and kind of like the in-depth strategy of the game. You're either going to get it or you're not. Um, and kind of just kind of push people to kind of either watch or become part of the scene. So those were the main goals of, of FGC. And we put up a Patreon, or not Patreon, Patreon was around the time. We put up a Kickstarter at the time. Um, and, you know, we were I raised like, you know, ten thousand dollars, which like after Kickstarter's cut it's like eighty five hundred dollars and I just kind of went out there and I did it. Mm-hmm. Uh which was uh a, a tough time. Not in terms <laughs> of like um like, you know, um hardship or anything like that, but like it's stressful. Like trying to make a film uh by yourself as the editor, as the sound guy, oh, yeah. as like the producer, uh and traveling to all these different places on like a very tight budget uh is uh, is tough. But I got it done, and I, you know, I think from from starting shooting to release, I think it was about a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. So that's a long journey. Were there any kind of specific obstacles or roadblocks where I felt like, oh my god, this thing might not get done? Um, never that it wouldn't get done. It was always a a race against myself. Like essentially, like one of the I mentioned before, one of the things was like I was seeing all these docs get kickstarted or get released. And and mostly on the Kickstarter part, there was a bunch of docs that a bunch of FTC docs that got Kickstarted and just never came out. Yeah. And so my my thing was like, I want to do this and get it out in a year. And uh, we got to a, I got to a point towards the end where I was like, I could probably put this out, but I'm not gonna make my time. It's not. It doesn't have the ending I want, and I'm not gonna make my uh, time frame. I would have to sacrifice. The ending I wanted, or um, you know, the the schedule release I wanted. So I actually delayed it by six months because I wanted to go to Evo, uh, twenty fourteen, I think at the time, or twenty. It might have been twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Um, and shoot like a couple of more things, like a follow up with Li Joe, follow up with 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 Sweet Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to get the ending with with um, Lord Knight. Um, and so we delayed it a little bit and, and, and that's when I started putting it. And then like, I guess five months after that, it was out. So it was never really a, like, this is never going to get done. It's never get never going to get done. It was absolutely going to get done. Cause you know, this is, this is it. Like if I don't put this out, like that's the end of me, essentially, I put myself out on this, like I put myself out there and now all eyes are on me to kind of put out a good product or put out a good film. Um, so it was never a case of it. I don't think this is ever going to get made. It's, 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 it was a case of um, finding compromise between my own crazy ambition and um, finishing the story. As someone who's seen the film, I definitely think you found you found that middle ground. It was super awesome. If you guys are listening, you haven't watched FGC film, definitely check it out. Not just saying that because you're on the show, but uh, <laughs> very, very, very awesome documentary. 
So, yeah, I'm sure, I mean, FGC film must have been a huge accomplishment for you. So I was wondering, um, what are some of the kind of your personal milestones or favorite moments in your career making video? Oh, that's a tough question. And it's kind of <laughs> loaded. <laughs> um, I think the one that everyone kind of goes back to is the, is getting the Galileo scream for Evo 2015. <sighs> I keep, I think it's 2015, 2014. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. 2014. Yeah. Um, that moment, it just got used again at, um, for the intro, the blaze blue at Evo this past year. Um, and nobody was doing videos like that, especially like the the moments kind of stuff I was doing where it was very raw footage, yeah. uh, no kind of commentary or game stuff over it, just just players playing and, and reacting and such like that. But I think that one is very big. Uh, that one keeps getting pointed to. Uh, someone just made a joke recently because uh, he was at NEC playing against SKD and SKD 3-0'd him in winner's finals. And somebody said, like kind of mentioning that video that that was like, the most dangerous thing to do to Garreo uh-huh. uh, was the 3-0 in winner's final because he always comes back. Yeah. But um, I think that's a good one. I think um, being – even this, as of most recently with the no clip stuff is very big. I think that's a very – I'm very proud of even being considered to be a part of that team um, because it just kind of shows up how far I've come as well as working – Capcom Cup this year, you know, I, and to take people behind the scenes, a lot of the times that the Capcom Cup uh, and like Evo and stuff like that, uh, there's a guy named Richard Lee. He does all the moments videos and stuff like that. He's usually the the head videographer, mm-hmm. um, but he's been very busy with work. He now works at GameSpot um, for their video stuff. Okay. Um, so now that that kind of lead position, especially for Capcom Cup this past year, has been placed on me. Uh, so. There are a lot of clips and stuff like that. Like I point out, like I think like Bronson's getting mic'd up at NCR for Tekken is fantastic. Um, but I think looking back to it, uh, I think I'm more proud of being put in that position to step up and that people can rely on me and and the video stuff that I put out and the, and the, the style that I bring and that I've forged since I've started that people are, really want to see it and they put me in positions to keep keep doing it. So I think I'm proud of that the most. Yeah, awesome. That's that's a huge accomplishment. And speaking of just how much you do, you know, is there? I, I usually like to ask people kind of what a typical day or what a typical week is like for them. But it seems like with you, it's, it seems like every week is different uh, with all the events yeah. you travel to. So, is there any? Do you have a workflow in terms of? Are you are you frequently reaching out to people like Capcom and Namco? Or are they reaching out to you? What's kind of the flow of of what you do like? So it's it's weird um <laughs> it does change uh, almost violently at times but in terms of in terms of like gigs and something like that i'm very lucky to work with people like chris seg um who uh, he heads up tenno if you don't know who tenno is um uh, they are the kind of production company behind things like evo and and capcom cup and the capcom pro tour or at least a lot of the major events of the capcom pro tour as well as the Tekken world tour as well as injustice pro series so they we put on all those streams mm-hmm. um so i'm very lucky to to be uh working with him um and he feeds me a lot of gigs and stuff like that. Um, I get random gigs. Like I just shot something for uh, Japanese television out in Edgewood, New Jersey, hmm. um, on Grover, who uh, is an anime player from New Jersey, who's going to be. He's got invited to like the Fighting Game Awards, like this new thing in Japan. Uh, and he got invited over there to participate in an eight-man double and Blaze Blue tournament. So they needed some footage here. So so I get random stuff like that 
Um, and then I do my own thing sometimes. Uh, I haven't done a lot of whole back to block stuff, and I'm wondering like when or if I'll be able to get back to that just because of how busy everything is. Like it's kind of the past year is kind of crazy. Like I remember, um, and I kind of just fell into this. That's the other part. Um, I remember I went to Japan and Korea for Tekken Tour Global Finals last year. And when I came back, I was working at a um, web development company. And when I came back, they were like, we lost a bunch of clients and we can't, we can't pay you anymore. Like we can't, we don't have any more like work for you. Wow. Um, so I was like, and I was considering like, and I remember on the trip, I was like, maybe I should just do this video thing full time. Like maybe I should figure it out. Uh, and I was going to buy a bunch of equipment and stuff like that. And then I get that message and I'm like, well, now I don't have a choice. <laughs> so yep. this is actually, life, life made that choice for you. Yeah. So this has actually been my first year doing video full time. Like I haven't done anything else um and it's worked out and it looks like it's going to continue to work out um so you know the workflow changes in terms of like video stuff you know it's pretty simple it's film uh it's you know never delete stuff off the cards back up everything on a laptop so you have three copies of everything at the same time um but it's constantly changing like going into 2018 like even the style of the wings i shoot and even the, the lenses i use and and how i edit is i'm always constantly evolving that stuff because I just there's a constant pursuit of perfection, but the thing I can tell people is that there's no right right one way to do it. Like whatever mm. works for you, whatever makes your life easier. Uh, and I've had to adjust a lot of things to being a one man band. Um, it, it, just do what works for you, and as long as you're putting out good work, then you know that's all that matters. Now that you are doing this full time, you're essentially a full full time freelancer. Uh, is there ever that fear of things drying up and not having enough work or are you just so busy now that it's it doesn't really seem like a possibility so that's always that's always a fear um in terms of like i'm you know you never know where your next meal is coming from and and even when you do like sometimes getting your invoices paid could be a pain in the ass yeah <laughs> but uh you know i think it's less of a fear because i've put out a documentary um i've put out constant work that i know that like I know I can be a self-generating source of income if need be. Like if I need to start a Patreon or stuff like that, I have a decent enough following. I have a decent enough reputation that I can make that work, you know, at least for part of it and then figure out how to do it, you know, fill up the rest, fill up in the rest of the blanks later. Um, it is a fear and it's something that kind of pushes me to kind of keep, you know, getting better and stuff like that. But also having the confidence to know that like, I've done this before. I've done this on my own before. I've done this without any kind of like investment outside of, you know, a few people on, on Kickstarter and stuff like that. Or even before then, like with the whole back to block stuff, like that was just me and that was my money and stuff like that. Um, I know that the interest is there. I know the angles to hit. Um, so I'm not too worried about that, but I mean, as a freelancer, you always got to like, it's always got to be in the back of your mind that be like, you can't be sitting still, um, for too long. Cause you know, the world can pass you by. So it's not too much of a fear, but it's definitely something I keep in mind. Right. It's all about all about staying busy. So, you know, as someone who's who's done so much and accomplished so much, I was wondering who are the people that inspire the work that you do? Um, in terms of uh, the video side, I would definitely say uh, Richard Lee is one of those. Um, if you've ever seen the Evo Moment videos, um, sorry, I'm actually looking up a name. If you've ever seen the Evo <laughs> Moment videos, um, he's the main guy behind those, especially in like the early days of Evo and stuff like that. He was kind of the one that uh, him and Chris Seg, because I think Chris Seg edited some of those. I know he edited the most recent one. Um, they were the guys who really kind of put that stuff together and, and you know, made Evo kind of stand out from a, from any other tournament. 
Um, there's another guy called Nico Lan- Lanzuisi. I probably just messed his name up. Um, <laughs> he's a videographer who used to be, and I think he's back in Tokyo actually right now. Um, but he's a videographer I met a long time ago. He works a lot with Scott Poplar um, and the, the Final Round crew. Um, he lives out in Japan. He does video for them. Um, he made a series uh, of videos. I can't remember exactly if they have a name or not, but like, uh, if you ever look up like the uh, it was like a series of videos of Scott Popular and Chippy D when they went to um, Super Potato in Japan and stuff like that. And he's got a mm-hmm. bunch of FTC specific videos like that where his style was something I wanted to. That was where I got the idea of um, not being on camera doing interviews, but being behind the camera and just letting the, the subject talk. Um, he was a main focus on that kind of style of video. And uh, he was he's also very good. Like he's super good, like way better than Oliver B. <laughs> but uh those two are the, in terms of the video videography type stuff. Those are the two I really look to. And and also uh, Robert Paul. Uh, he's a photographer. Yep. Uh, Tempest Rob. Uh, he's blown up. He's all over the place now. He's Hollywood. He really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got to put an appointment to talk to him now. It's crazy. <laughs> talk uh, to you. Call his agent. I, yeah. Email like, what, his PR team. Um, he he's been a very especially taking in the first steps and and even considering. Um, this is a full-time gig. Like he was the one who was like, we'd be in a group chat all the time. He would like bitch about his job. And like, I would bitch about my job and we're like, we should just quit. I'm like, yeah. And then we never did it. <laughs> and then one day he's just like, fuck it. And he left and he started doing photos full time. And so seeing that, um, was super influential in terms of me, uh, sort of starting my own way and started getting out there. Um, also I steal a ton of his shots for video ideas. <laughs> uh, like even the cover for, uh, FGC, um, is totally a shot he had showed me like five minutes before. And I looked at him like, great, I'm going to go take that now. And I went to the back of the room and I did the same thing. Uh, and I'm like, isn't this awesome? <laughs> That's the finest form of flattery. Yeah. So, so a lot of, some style ideas come from him and, and the whole inspiration to kind of move forward from him. And then, you know, getting started, it was a lot of people like, uh, Biggie. Mm-hmm. It was Chris Seg again. It was, uh, Ryan Gutierrez, Gutex. Like, yeah. Gutex was the first guy to actually give me paid work in the scene and, like, paid me on time and in full. Like, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, that was insane. I, was, I would, like, totally expect to, like, have to fight. And all of a sudden, I'd be like, oh, here's the video. And he was like, here's your money. And, like, a PayPal thing would come. And I'd be like, holy shit, what's going on? <laughs> I get paid for doing work? That's amazing. Like, what? Huh? Um, so those were, like, the, the the guys in the beginning that definitely helped me get started and gave me a platform and, and gave me a chance to, like, really kind of get out there and start doing stuff. Awesome. That was a great group of people. Uh, so that about does it for most of my questions. You know, to leave off, I just want to uh, talk about what's next for you. What's what's 2018 looking like? So 2018 uh, is pretty interesting. So 2018, as of right now, I don't have anything past like January booked, but like it uh, crazy in January. So um, right now it's looking like this, I'm going to continue with the no clip stuff. So that'll be really interesting. Uh, and, and we've had some brief talks on what's possibly to come, and I'm super excited about that. Uh, patreon.com slash no clip if you want to see more of that stuff it's weird to like plug something new but there it is yeah that's uh, that's what this part of the show is all about <laughs> and then uh i'm gonna be at hdq uh again this year uh this last year i went for the first time as a volunteer and just kind of test out my new camera i bought an fs5 and i was like let's go shoot people speed running and then realized that that's like super hard challenge yeah, um, very like, different from fighting games. I'm so used to fighting games, and like these guys are all like, it's like chess essentially, where they're like, hmm, that was a good move. All right, everyone. It's like, oh shit, all right, what am I going to do here? Right. Uh, There's not that uh, obvious Galileo moment. 
Yeah, there's, someone no, just there's nobody gets screaming. Up and there's like nobody rushing the stage and like hugging their boys and like you know, fuck West Coast. Like there's nothing. <laughs> that would be really just, funny to see at a speedrun tournament. <laughs> that was just an excuse to say fuck West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the um, East Coast. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I'll be back there, and I've started kind of planning that stuff out now. And and uh, I think this. I was very proud of the video I did at SGDQ last year, um, or last this summer, and. I think this video I'm working on now is gonna it's gonna meet that kind of level of quality if not exceed it. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, and then I'm still figuring out the details, but I have signed up for Evo Japan. Uh, I'm hoping that someone hires me. Uh, there's a small chance I'll be doing video work for somebody over there, um, but we'll see how that goes. If not, I might actually just take an actual vacation for once and go. Uh, Seems like a good I, idea. Yeah, yeah. I think it's time. I've been taking a vacation and like. Four years. Like, I, no, I think no. you've earned it. Yeah, let's hope. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So so that looks like my January, and then we'll see what happens there. Um, it's it's always like this. Like that's how like freelance esports stuff is. It's like it's like there's nothing until there's something. So I I'm not too worried about it. Um, and I see it I see it less as like uh oh god I gotta fill all this stuff in as more, and more of like oh I can't wait to see what. In the next year brings me and and so i'm i'm pretty excited awesome well i am super pumped to see everything that you'll be working on next year uh esteban thanks so much for coming on this has been super fun uh before we leave off where can people keep up with all the great stuff you're doing uh you can follow me at twitter.com slash the best of bond um you can also follow i have a portfolio site the best of youtube.com slash hold back to block though i haven't done anything in years on it there's a great um, kind of archive of the stuff I've done since I've since I've started you know doing videos. So if you want to check all that stuff, there's good stuff in there. Check it out and watch it. Um, I think I think that's it. Yeah, you can follow me on those three. Awesome. Well, guys, definitely follow Espon. Watch all the stuff. It's great. Especially watch FGC film. You will instantly care about fighting games. I promise. And uh, yeah, for everyone at home, this has been People Playing Games. As always, I've been your host, Mike Andronico. You can find us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and all your favorite podcast services. Thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you soon.